what we have here is failure to articulate. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 152, for the week of Wednesday, the 21st of January, 2015. I'm Ben, and with me tonight are... John. And Scott. This episode is brought to you by the Pop Culture Superstore and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toys of the Week are the Coda Bakia Artifacts Green Arrow Statue, the Disney Infinity 2.0 Groot and Rocket Figures, and the G.I. Joe Retaliation Data Viper. Welcome back, gentlemen. How are we this week? Good. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Oh. You, bright, you brighten up as the day goes on, don't you? Yeah, mostly. Mostly. Uh, mostly. Not a morning person. No. Which is <laughs> I- ironic that you've somehow ended up having to get up ridiculously early to do this podcast with a bunch of Antipodeans. <laughs> All right. Snails? <laughs> Does that mean snail? What? Uh, yes. No. <laughs> you know, like people... That, um, Sorry. <laughs> no, no. While that Mountain Dew does its thing, how about uh, we, we find out, Scott, how, how's your week been? I had a very good week. First week back at work, um, but not Ooh. too uh, but not too hectic. And then today um, I took my children to the airport and put them on a plane going in one direction <laughs> and then I got in a plane going in the other direction. Ah, um, yeah, already yeah, back at it. Yeah, so I'm here in Adamstown in Adelaide. Um, and they did their, the kids did their first, uh, flight without an adult. Ah. Um, which all went very well. So yay them. Um, ah. and, uh, yeah, cause they're, uh, it's my wife's first week back at work this week. And with me being away and, um, the kids still being on holidays were like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And mm-hmm. so they've gone, um, to stay with their auntie for the week. Lovely. Yeah. Wait, wait, this means you and Mrs. Scotty are home alone. Uh, no, that means Mrs. Scotty is home alone because I'm in Adelaide. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was thinking you were there with her. No, no. So she's got, it's, uh, Mrs. Scotty and the, the animals. The menagerie. The menagerie. Yeah. So I've already had two, I'm lonely phone calls. Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. I know. It's cute. <laughs> Cause she doesn't, she's never alone, right? So yeah, yeah. she's like, the house is so quiet. <laughs> like, enjoy it. That. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the cute anecdote from the day though is, um, Miss Eleven was pretty nervous about flying without us. I mean, she's flown a fair bit, but, uh, it's just not her favorite thing. And then with everything that's happened in the, in the last year with high profile, air accidents, etc. She wasn't mm. keen. And so we offered her a little incentive of, look, we know you can do this. And you know, if you do, then you can do this. Blah, blah, blah. And, uh, when I spoke to her today, she said, daddy, um, I actually really enjoyed it and I wasn't scared at all. Um, does that mean that I don't get that thing? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that cute? I'm like, no, 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 you can still do that thing. That's fine. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Cute. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, you, Mr. Nerd, what's up? In- well, um, Mrs. Nerd, over the past couple of months, has been telling me TV and film toys has looked out of date. Oh. So, uh, yeah. And then, like, last weekend, she really said it, and then, you know, maybe hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you still talking? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I've been working on redesigning <laughs> the uh, layout and look of uh, TV and film toys for the last couple of weeks. On the weekends, yeah. so see, Uh-oh. so there's two there's two sides to that. One is like, ouch, wife. Um, <laughs> but then the other is that uh, if you um, put a gun to my wife's head and said, "Quick, find the uh, uh, web address of your husband's um, highly popular website," she wouldn't be able to do it. I don't think. <laughs> so, <laughs> let, let alone well, well, ever actually looked at it. So. <laughs> Because because she does some web design and, yeah, and that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff, yeah. she actually handles the hosting, so she knows the. Uh, yeah. I hope it's not going to be too different. I hate change. Well, go look at it. it it's all up and running. I got like I, one thing left to fix. Oh, and, cool! I haven't. Okay, I was there yesterday and I didn't. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Oh, now you got to be careful. Now this is like, you know, when your wife gets the big haircut and you got to do I mention it or don't I? Which am I going to get in more trouble for? Yeah, yeah, good point. Um, mm. Mm. Oh, I like it, John. It's not true. It's <laughs> yeah. not. Yeah, it's not dramatic. Like it's. It still looks like TV and film toys. Yeah. It's just a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, it's just cleaned up and modernized a little bit. So. Cool. Now you can do our website. <laughs> I, 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 as soon as I get this one fixed, I will be. Okay. Maybe work on that for you. So. Cool. Good on you. But you, you, you might have to get me something to give me an incentive to. Not be scared to do that. <laughs> well, you can do an extra day of horse riding lessons this year as well if you want to. Mm. Mm. <laughs> or no? <laughs> Actually, I've never ridden a horse, so that might be okay. Uh, well, I mean, it was kind of a, a a pretty hollow bribe because really she was going to be doing it anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> but just like because she's starting show jumping, and when they do jumping, they really have to do. Like they call it flat work, they're not jumping stuff as well. They can't just do jumping, otherwise they lose the flat work. So, um, yay, more <laughs> more expensive. Things. It's good though. It's her thing. Good. You got to encourage your kids in their in their thing. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Good on you. And that and that's why we you know encourage you in your your cabbage patch doll collecting. <gasps> Thank you. So kind. And my um newly established um share action figure collection which i'm just about to not start oh yeah uh, <laughs> what about you ben what about what about you ben what are you, what are you up to well uh, i had a day last week at work where i just decided to meander the mall and and catch up to see if anything had changed and uh i was dusting some figures the other day and we've talked in the past how I use a lens cleaning brush to dust statues and it's um it does the job like it's good but it's a fairly small brush and so it can actually take quite a while on some of the bigger statues so when I was meandering my local mall I thought hey I've got an idea for an alternative and I just happened to be near Target so I wandered into Target and I wandered into the makeup section um, and I thought, you know, those brushes that, that ladies use to apply, you know, rouge and all that sort of thing, they're sort of fairly broad brushes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, whatever it is, yeah, that. 
I didn't want to give the exact name because then it uh, sounds even worse. Incriminating, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. So I'm standing there looking at all these brushes and you know, some of them are quite large in, in the size of the bristles and I know they're quite soft and I thought that, that's pretty um, impressive. That'd be a, a good alternative. So I'm looking at the different brushes and comparing them because I didn't realise that they actually come with different bristle cuts, like there's straight edges and round and angles and all this sort of stuff and it was all very uh, perplexing. Uh, and then I noticed a couple of young girls standing <laughs> giggling away um <laughs> doesn't doesn't kind of do a lot for your um you know your, your manhood your self-esteem kind of thing and uh so i um i i you know i stuck my chest out i grabbed my brush and off i went uh, i feel better about myself and so then i thought i oh, know i'll go to toys r us and have a bit of a, a meander around the aisles there and <laughs> see what they've got and uh i was looking at the um Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles section, which is, um, it's, it's kind of, um, it, they actually have them along a wall at my Toys R Us. And so if you wander down one of the action figure aisles and you're looking straight ahead, that's where they are. And behind me, there was a, a young fellow and I'd say his mother and his aunt. And he was looking at the, um, the Disney Infinity figures. And I'd say aunt was going to buy him something. Maybe she was in town or whatever. And they were trying to decide what to buy. And then the mother said, hey, why don't you get one of these Donatello figures? You like Donatello. And he said, Mum, I'm too old for those. <gasps> and he was about eight. Oh. So. So did you yeah. run and knock over the mother and grab her out of her hands? That's right. That's that what I would have done. Oh, Donatello, I've been looking everywhere. No, I chose not to say anything. I just marched out of there, makeup brush in hand. Uh-huh. See, I thought that story was going to go. I went to Toys R Us, and the two girls were there. Yeah, that's right. I thought you were going to say, you know, like, um, this is my drag queen name, and this is where I perform. Um, I'm Venus DeMilo Hilo, um, and you can see me on Drag Bingo on Wednesday nights at the bar. No? No? Okay. What scares me about that is he actually knows drag queen names. (laughs) What? What? No. I may have Googled some drag queen names in preparation for that joke. Good luck for the, that mm. toy history. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yes, but anyway, if those two girls are listening, I'll have you know that the uh, the makeup brush turned out to be a, a most excellent um, option for dusting my dollies. Excellent. Yeah, uh, I I have that task. My, my collection's all past due for dusting and reorganizing. Mm. And, yeah, um, yeah, well, this one I might have to look at that. Well. Yeah. I actually thought about bringing my air compressor down here yeah, with, a, with a nozzle on it. That's keen. I can see uh, weapons flinging across the room. And yeah, good for statues though. Like mm. for, from a distance, I've I've done that. Like I, I don't have to do a lot of dusting because most of my stuff's behind glass, but it still gets in there. It's not completely. It does doesn't it? Yeah, it's it does. Dreadful. It's more the um the little like the glass shelves in the yeah. the the main display one that I have that. Gets dusty. Um, yeah. mm. All right. Mm. Well, well, my self-esteem takes another hit. Maybe we should uh, <laughs> continue on with some articulated news. Trouble to face, you know the 18th here. They're the 18th. The 18th. Hannibal 
Before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news. Articulated news is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. We are not a comprehensive toy news service. These are just the stories that relate to the things we're interested in and have caught our eye this week. Scott, what's caught your eye? Well, <laughs> um, Satana's butt actually <laughs> just caught my eye as I was flicking through the pictures from my first bit of news. Um, Kotobukiya. Uh, we already knew that the Zatanna Bishojo statue was coming, and we had seen the art for it, but now we have seen the actual uh, production piece. Um, and if you look on the uh, Big Bad website, there's different angles, and the rear angle photo is rather illuminating. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't think that's that bad. I mean, she's kind of got the coat blocking out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't think it's that bad. Her butt's hanging out a lot. Well, she's pretty trim and taut, so, you know, not yeah. hanging. Yeah, well, I mean, there's yeah. just a lot. It's, it's rather exposed. I was going to say, I kind of dig this statue. Well, there you go, John. I have to say I'm not normally a fan uh, of these, and um, I like this one. Not not for the obvious reasons. I just I think the pose is fun. Oh, it is. It's fun. Yeah. Can, yep. can I say I like it for the obvious reasons? <laughs> <laughs> That's, fine. That's fine. Of course you can. I'm not um, uh, sold on the face. I don't know. It feels a little bit like there's not enough face visible. There's lots of hair, mm. um, but then you can kind of barely see her face. I don't know. Between um, the black hair and it, the black jacket. Yeah. It's a lot happening. It's, it's sexy. I like it. Cool. So if you've been collecting those, then this one will be out um, by the middle of the year to add to your collection. Or if you're just a pervy guy that likes butts, you could buy it just for that. Win-win. Yeah, it's a win-win. That's right. I cannot lie. <laughs> oh. Oh. Um, <laughs> so DC Collectibles has had issues recently. Um, we, we've been complaining both here on the podcast and on the AFB forum about DC Collectibles quality control. Talked about it last week when I reviewed the scribble knots with the little broken disabled hero knots. Um, and of course the big complaint recently has been breakages in the Batman animated series line. And, um, Troy News International has a nice article about, um, some positives of people reporting that they uh, have received replacement figures and perhaps even extra stuff or nice notes from DC collectibles um, to try and address it. So uh, it's great to hear that they are doing something. Um, we don't really know how widespread that is. Um, they have uh, apparently, um, uh, they have apparently uh, said that they will um, consider requests for replacements for the Batman animated figures um, via email. Um, so perhaps if you're in that boat and you haven't contacted them, you might try. Um, but it's just good to hear any kind of acknowledgement of these things because I think mm -hmm. that, you know the the most frustration, most the most frustrating aspect of some of this stuff is when companies are just silent about it and yep. don't say anything. Um, and, and it makes it hard then to tell whether or not, you know, it really is an issue or it's just a, a small vocal group of people, etc., having a problem, but at least they're, you know, acknowledging mm. that they have a problem, which is the first step. 
It, it's certainly nice that DC collectibles are, are really starting to address this, but it's not exactly a new thing. This has pretty much um, been the standard since DC collectibles relaunched. Um, you know, pretty much every line has had reported breakages. So it's taken a little bit to sort of build up momentum to where they are now. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, I think there's obviously a marketing element to that story, um, but it is at least, you know, there's some acknowledgement Something. of it. Yeah, so yeah. that's... Better than some companies who uh, have, you know, stayed quiet despite repeated uh, criticisms. Yes, for sure. Anyway, speaking of DC on. collectibles, um, Action Figure Insider had a uh, exclusive of um, a reveal that will uh, be officially announced at Toy Fair. We already had a hint from San Diego that a uh, Batman New Adventures Roxy Rocket might be coming, um, but they have now announced it and announced that it's going to be a deluxe. Uh, figure that is going to come with not just Roxy, but her rocket. Mm. Cool. So I don't have any. I really, yeah. I really like this. Yeah? It is pretty nifty. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I really like this. Cool. I don't know this character at all. I've never seen that. I don't either, but yeah. I like this. I remember the episodes where she was in. I think it's a bit of an homage to the, um, the Rocketman episode of the original Fleischer, um, Superman. Oh, cool. Cartoons. Cool. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yep. Looks... They're worth tracking down those episodes because she's fun. Actually, that wrench is just the perfect size for something I need to do, so... Um, I'll <laughs> <laughs> you can pick it up and take the wrench and I'll have the rest. Uh, I don't know. Well, <laughs> if I'm going to get her, I might as well just keep her. <laughs> yeah, I don't really want the toy. I just want the accessory. No. <laughs> uh, no, customizers never do that. No, no, no. Um, and then in some non-DC news, Mezco, who has been making uh, Thundercats uh, toys in the 12-inch scale, has announced that they will have new product for 2015. Uh, we're going to have to wait for Toy Fair to find out what scale it's in. I kind of assume it would not be a continuation of the 12-inch stuff because they really did all of the um, doable characters in that scale. Um, but uh, again, good to know that there's some uh, more life in the line, and hopefully it's still the classic stuff and not the new animated stuff that was pretty icky. Um, oh, but come on. <laughs> well, the toys, I mean. Yeah. I didn't think the new animated toys I didn't think were great. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's good to know that uh, if you're a Thundercat fan, that there'll be more stuff for you to buy next year. Great. Yay. And that is my news. That is very nice. Very right. nice. I mean, John has something. Well, you know, I can't go a show without talking about our good friends at Funko. And <laughs> they have another vehicle coming out because of their pops. And we've seen what the Batmobile, uh, the Ghostbusters, Ecto One, there was something else. This one's kind of cool. Uh, this one is the Crystal Ship. Uh, sorry, you're um, all breaking up. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, really? That's yeah. fine for me. You could hear John. You yeah, could hear fine. John perfectly. He just started yeah. robot there in that last bit for me. It's obviously going around in a circle. Yeah, yeah. You, you sound scratchy Can, too. But, yeah. Well, you guys both sound fine to me. They both sound fine to you? Yeah. Uh, are you I'm recording? Me. Um, I think so. Okay. <laughs> well, I might, need to, I might need to use some of yours if this continues, that's all. It says it's recording. Okay. Okay. 
It starts automatically. I never know when it starts. It just starts. Oh, cool. Okay. Okay. I'll start over. Anyway, our uh, five, five, four, three. Well, I always, you know, seem to have our good friends Funko uh, news, and uh, they have come out with another vehicle in their vehicle line. You know, they've came out with, what, the Batmobile, Ecto-1. I want to say there was something else as well. Um, but this time it's the crystal ship. <laughs> and I, I know the vehicle, but I do not know it by this name. No, so, no, that was, that was new to me too. And in case you're wondering, the crystal ship is from Breaking Bad. It is the, um, the third character in the, um, Walt and Jesse partnership. It is the RV, um, which is probably the most iconic vehicle in the series, which just sounds really weird. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's an RV and, uh, it looks pretty cool. You know, it's got a big blocky thing with an air conditioner on top and it's got the bullet holes in the door. Um, it looks pretty cool. It should have pants hanging off the mirror. Uh, that might be an exclusive version. <laughs> well, good on Funko for not shying away from this license after all of the hoo ha. Yeah. 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 No, it's it's pretty cool, and I could see people wanting this one because it it's really the you know the the uh, nice background piece for your other pops. John, in the, the US, twenty five bucks is pretty reasonable. Yeah, in, yeah, in, in the US, does Toys R Us carry Funko stuff? Um, I think so. I've never looked for it there. I've always seen you know where I've seen it lately is um. Walgreens. <laughs> Walgreens. <laughs> well, well, can you do some research for us, please? And yeah, uh, it's been a couple of weeks since I've been to Toys R Us, actually. So okay, thank you. Know, Thanks for over there and taking one for the team. Yeah. Um, okay. The, uh, Let's take an action on them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dancing Groots or Pops are turning up in all the Walgreens now. So. Oh, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. I've been in two different ones lately. So. Well, so do you there. think you might buy this? No, because I don't have any of the other Breaking Bad pops. If yeah. I did, I would, but I don't. So, my eldest, who turned fourteen this week, by the way, so she's not Miss Thirteen anymore. She's Miss Fourteen for now. Um, yeah, yes. Then I put her on a plane. Um, she's got the Batman and Batmobile, the TV one, and it is very cool. Yeah, you had concerns over the paint before she opened that, right? I was. Yeah, I mean, for me. I thought the, the paint on the Batmobile was fine. It was just that there was a little bit of yuck on Batman himself. But I mean, she mm-hmm. loves she loves it. Yeah, good, good deal. Now, speaking of Funko, um, they have apparently joined with Vinyl Sugar, and I am not sure who Vinyl Sugar is. And a, I guess Funko is a large evil corporation, according to this ad. But uh, <laughs> Vinyl Sugar does some stylized figures, and these really remind me of the mini. Um, the mystery minifigures, the way they're kind of looking. Um, but we're, we got a teaser and they're eight inch vinyl figures. We're going to be seeing them from Funko. I think they announced it looks like what they show is Ghostbusters, um, Back to the Future and the Big Lebowski. So, um, I will probably be in for the Big Lebowski stuff for this. Mm. Um, um, a large evil corporation do uh, a lot of vinyls. Lots of oh, okay. Vinyls. I see. There's actually a comma there. Yeah, Sorry. that's right. There's a company called that. I was about to say. I don't think it's an adjective. I think it's a noun. Oh, yeah. Sorry. My bad. My bad. Oh, and they have a Facebook page. I will just like them so I can follow along. They, if you actually duck over to their Facebook page, they have a fantastic um, Sherlock and Watson. 
as in Benedict Cumberbatch and 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 um and um and um, um Bilbo. Uh, um, <laughs> oh crap! Martin Henderson, Martin Freeman, Freeman, yeah. Freeman. Yeah. Um, Freeman. fantastic. Martin Henderson, yes. brief. <laughs> cool. Well, there you go. I learned a new company, and they look. They've got some great. Oh, I've seen that stuff before. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. Cool. What I'm loving about those is the the likenesses. Like you know, they've really captured the the actors. You know, not just the mm. the characters. I'm I'm impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Now, being this is Funko, and they obviously are a little bit larger scale company, I wonder what price range we'll be talking about. We'll be interested to watch that. Yeah. But I would like a dude, so. <laughs> what was what was funny is when I saw that earlier in the week, they mentioned in, in the link that I saw, they mentioned Ghostbusters and Back to the Future, and they did not mention Big Lebowski, and then I saw the picture. I was like... <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> so, That's beautiful. Well, uh, moving on a little bit to something else, if that's okay. Okay. Uh, we are seeing a limited edition statue from Game of Thrones, which I can't remember what his name is. And oh, no, I don't think I ever knew them. Please, please write in. Yeah. Draconis, maybe? No, that's not it. Ralph. Uh, Alfred. I don't know. Please write in and tell us. Drogon. write in and tell us. Drogon. Right. Drogon. Are, are you still on the, the drag queen names? <laughs> I'm just reading. It says... Daenerys and her dragon Drogon. Oh well, it it certainly does. Mm-hmm. I don't have my I don't have my glasses on. Yeah, so. yeah. Comprehension is uh, reading. Comprehension is a wonderful skill. I just like looking at a pretty picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is from the beginning of last season. I think the premiere episode because it's her kind of sitting on a rock with the the mm-hmm. yeah. So it's very low this will set you back $425. Soiks. Yeah, so um, I'm hoping it's fairly big. It says 18 inches from front to back and 14 inches across. Based on that, I'm guessing it's only maybe six, seven inches high. Yeah, well, I mean, the the length is also because his tail is sticking out. Yeah. I mean, it certainly looks very well done. It's very nicely sculpted, like the scales and the um the way they've airbrushed the wings. Yeah. The, you know, the alternate shades and everything. It's and the rock looks like a rock. Yeah, and very it's nice very Daenerys nice likeness too. too. Mm, and the drapery in her, her outfit. No, I actually think that's quite nice. I'd like to know who sculpted that. Actually, it's, uh, it's a shame that we do not often get to give credit. Yeah. Well, maybe when it gets closer to coming up. Hmm. Well, the the prototype's going to be at Toy Fair, so maybe maybe yeah. we can find out then. <laughs> but I don't know. Um, next up, uh, I just kind of they when just, this is an inside for you guys. Whenever uh, they don't have an idea on who to give the news to, they give it to me because this is um, <laughs> this is a Japanese figure of uh, Darth Vader. It is Egg Attack EA zero one zero Darth Vader. Um, and it's a very stylized little Vader. Uh, he's PVC. He's eight inch. He has a little uh, carbon freezing chamber base, and uh, he looks like a toddler in a Darth Vader costume to me. I- I'm disappointed because I don't see any eggs. No, I expected uh, you know him to be covered in eggs because someone's hurled them at or, him. Yeah, or throwing eggs at least. Mm. Yeah. Mm. At first, I was a bit perplexed by this one because it's two hundred bucks. 
but it does actually feature lights and sounds, but not that that justifies a $200 price tag. But. Yeah, it seems really expensive to me. Yeah. Um, and it looks like the back part of his helmet comes off, but not the front part. So in case you're wondering. Mm. Seems pretty pricey for what it is. I'm trying to understand. Uh, I mean, it's from a company called Beast Kingdom. I have no idea. It has um, breathing sound effects officially licensed mm. by Lucas. Dual dual speed dual breathing. Dual speed sound breathing. Yeah. Mm. Wow, I didn't realize you had to. These are the guys that made the Rocket Raccoon plush. Mm. Oh. Now, I could see people wanting to get this figure just for that stand, though, because the stand's pretty cool. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. But interesting. Yep. Not not for me though. No. Mm-mm. No, I could not for me. Well I'm trying to decide maybe if the next thing's for me or not. Oh, we, we do have to have a uh, a voice for the next one. Because it's, it's you know, it's it's Tony Stark's um assistant. It's Igor. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we apologize. Yeah, sorry. And this guys. is uh, a gentle giant quarter scale statue of Igor. So, oh my gosh, not if, you know, Igor wasn't big enough. Um, mm. This is a twenty-two by twenty-five inch statue. So, uh, if Igor was one of your favorite from the house party protocol, <laughs> you could see him. Uh, oh, definitely. You know, Igor being the blue heavy construction robot that everybody originally thought was the Hulkbuster. Mm. Um, you know, this is a maquette. Oh, okay, so, yeah. Uh, he's he's okay. So no light up features or sounds or anything. Uh, just bloody huge. Yeah. yeah, and really expensive. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. This is some. Um, this the interest in these continues to perplex me. Mm. I um, you know, if there's anyone out there buying every Hot Toys Iron Man figure, write in and let us know what the attraction is because. Uh, it's an awful, awful lot to pay for, for something that was on screen for, you know, 26 seconds. I wonder what the edition size of some of these things are. You know, like it's because mm. it, there's so much say? product out there, but I just wonder, you know, how much, um, h- how many they actually are, because you just can't imagine that there would be the market for all of these things. Yeah. Well, it, it's individually numbered, as you would want a corporate scale statue. Darn straight. I want it to do my washing and fold my laundry. For $650? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, a lot of money. There's no doubt about it. This is an absolutely fantastic piece. I mean, it's stunning to look at. And I think, you know, all, all of those Iron Man figures have beautiful designs, but I just don't see what the, the huge attraction is with, you know, the, the continuous flood of merchandise. I mean, if uh, you're listening to this show and you're a huge fan of the um, the Hot Toys Iron Man figures and you're picking all those up, then you know, let us know what what the attraction is. Like what the uh, you know is it the whole Hall of Armor concept and having all those armors? But um, I, I just yeah I don't know. It's it's a lot of effort to go to for something that was barely on screen for a minute. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of other designs I would would much rather see. But anyway, that's just me. Yeah, a lot of these things I think are pretty limited editions. So it's a you know a small number being produced. But I I'm with you in that a uh, to drop that kind of coin for something that really I don't even remember from the movie um, no. is uh, I I don't understand. But people are obviously doing it because this stuff just keeps coming. Definitely. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, all right. Well, I guess I should probably uh, ramble on some news. And uh, we've been talking recently about how Walgreens has 
picked up the pace in terms of stocking toys and what that means to the Walmarts and Targets and Toys R Us. Um, and then we find out this week that uh, Target is actually going to cease operations in Canada. Now, I have no idea just how many Targets there are in Canada, but I guess... Um, you know, any closing down is pretty much a big deal. And uh, if you are an action figure uh, slash toy collector uh, in, you know, the, the northern U.S., then this is going to affect you a lot, I guess. 133 stores? Wow. Wow. Well, what's what's interesting, though, is I think they've only been open a little over a year. Really? There. Yeah, they didn't. They haven't been in Canada all that long. Um and apparently it didn't turn out like they wanted. So well, right. now, now my buddy uh, Rock up in Canada, he uh, he had been posting about this, you know, obviously because it affects him. And he said he went to Canada or when he went to Canada last night. No, he went to Target last night. <laughs> and he said it was uh, absolutely packed. Like as soon as they announced the news, everybody was shopping there. Oh, and nothing had been put on clearance or anything yet. So. Uh, <laughs> <gasps> How strange. Uh, strange, yeah. So is that a, a case of um, I don't shop here often, but I want the option of being able to shop here if I want to, so I'll duck down there and spend some money to indicate to them that it's still a viable uh, business? Yeah, apparently. Mm. I guess. I, I don't know. It, what they're saying, um, just from speed reading this, is that the uh, – time frame that it was going to take to get them to get it to profitability was uh unacceptable to them so it wasn't necessarily saying that it was obviously it wasn't going fantastically but yeah it's a shame mm. no. wow no i'm uh, sorry i mean it's a shame eh? Here's a little Canadian trivia for you. Um, did you know, and you guys might do this, they actually, at least when I was younger, um, they used to sell milk in plastic bags there. Yeah, yeah. Like cartons. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Yeah. M- m- you know, I'm sure I mentioned before, my mom is Canadian, and uh, we uh, made quite a few trips up there when I was growing up. And I, the milk and bags thing is something I remember very vividly. The first time I saw it, I was like, what? But, I wonder if they still yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of curious about that myself. Well, Canadian oh, listeners, oh, yeah. Rock will let us know, won't he? Yeah, I'll um, I'll send something to Rock. Oh, well, he might tweet it at us. I'll send something to Rock. He might. Well, he's on yeah. Facebook. He's done. I mean, he might be. Is he on Twitter too? I don't know. Um, well, there is a Rock on Twitter that tweets a lot. Maybe it's not. Can you that, just tell him Rock? I thought he was great, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, that's um, that, that's a bit sad. I think you know, any time that there is a, a reduction in opportunities to pick up loot is a, a bit of a bummer. Yeah. So. Anyway, moving on, and Sideshow have continued this new thing that they're doing uh, in terms of their art prints, these premium art prints. Um, obviously, uh, their statues are actually based on control art, and uh, it looks like they're taking the opportunity to, to take that control art and produce some sort of these nice art prints. Mm. Um, and a lot of collectors are actually using them as uh, backdrops to their the pieces, the respective pieces. So anyway, um, the new ones that they have announced are um, for their, their Court of the Dead, and it's, um, I don't even know how to pronounce this, so it's X-I-A-L-L, Vanguard of Bone um, by David Palumbo, um, which is pretty cool. There's also the Lobo art print by Ariel Olivetti, which uh, is pretty cool, and they've actually even got a, a, some 
um, promo shots there, and they've actually got the Lobo statue in front of that. Looks pretty cool. Uh, and the last one was Scar, Son of Hulk, uh, by Ariel Olivetti. So that one's very, very close to the, um, the final statue that came out. So that does actually look quite good. Anyway, look, they're um, uh, pretty big bucks. One thing I've actually noticed with these premium art prints is they sell out very fast. Yeah. Very, very fast. Um, it's been a couple of times where I've gotten up in the morning and seen the email in my inbox, clicked on it, and then seen that uh, everything's sold out. Um, so uh, none of them have actually taken my fancy, mainly because I just don't have the display space. But um, that's your thing. You might want to go and subscribe. Yeah, I've certainly seen a lot of um, displays like this where people will display a piece with a um, comic book cover behind it or, you know, that, that yeah. sort of thing. So I guess if you've got that kind of space and you're so inclined, then this could be uh, really exciting. Mm. That's right. And they seem to be bringing them out at a, a pretty good pace. So uh, I think if these continue to sell, you can pretty much expect, you know, if there's a particular statue that you're waiting on, it'll eventually happen. Hmm. Yeah. I like the work they did on the matting on the Court of the Dead one. Mm. The mat around it is pretty cool the way they did that. Yeah, I don't actually know how it ships. I'm not sure whether it actually comes with the matting. You would think if they're showing pictures of it that close, it would almost mm. have to or come framed or something. Uh, I don't think uh, they do. Oh, oh maybe it's, they... available. it's available both ways, framed and unframed. Oh, yeah. Well, I actually you know, did the reading. Oh, good on you. Well, that was lucky. <laughs> glasses. What a happy accident. Yeah. I must have taken my glasses when I was in the uh, kitchen. Mm. Mm. All right, moving on. And Sideshow have uh, put up for solicitation their Imperial TIE Fighter pilot. So what's the only thing cooler than a Stormtrooper design? And that's the TIE Fighter pilot design. So because he looks so much slicker in black. Um, I like this. He looks really nifty. He um, does. Um, I don't have many of them but in my collection, but I do like the TIE Fighter pilot. Mm, I said nifty again. Um, <laughs> uh, this is really nice. Um, he's still up for sale. There's an exclusive if you get um, this through the actual Sideshow website, and the exclusive is that retro blaster that some of us remember, the really sort of boxy square-looking one. Yeah, the Kenner the Kenner uh, TIE Fighter pilot gun. Yeah. Yeah. And the AT-AT driver came with one too, didn't he? Um, uh, no, he had a oh. strappy rifle. Yeah. Strappy? Look, this will set you yeah. back a hundred. Strappy rifle. Strappy. Strappy. Strappy rifle. There's one for the lexicon. Um, $199.99, so $200 for this. And unfortunately, um, this is uh, an exclusive, oh, sorry, a limit of one piece per person, which is kind of a bummer. Oh. These are the sort of things that if you could, you know, afford a second one, they do look pretty cool on either side of good old Darf. Well, for a nominal fee... If somebody wanted me to get one for him. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. Hey, I'm excited. We can actually get one. You know the fact yeah, that exactly. it's, uh, you know they're actually shipping um, as opposed to hot toys. So indeed. Um, look, I, I just think this is a great looking design, and I think this has come out really, really well. Like the really, if you look at sort of the full body shot, he's got the the really slick. Um, glossy helmet uh and then he's got sort of the um, you know the just the regular matted clothes and then right down to these sort of worn looking leather gloves um oh, i think it it plays off really well uh, he just looks damn good with those hoses sticking out oh well i mean yeah. i think most looks are improved by inserting some hoses that's right hmm. can't have too many hoses inserted no. all right 
Moving on before this goes uh, to places we don't want. Um, you, you know, I, you know, I was at the dollar store. Right, yeah. you, you gotta take it there. <laughs> I, I was at the dollar store yesterday, and um, I actually thought about you guys because I walked by where the uh, the spider swords were, and I could not help but think of Adam. <laughs> the spiders. Oh, hey! Speaking of which, I finally got my box of Christmas joy from John via Ben. Good grief! I know. Good grief. No, no, it wasn't that it didn't take that long to get there. It's just that I hadn't been to my post office box forever because it's near work and I wasn't at work. And uh, I think, uh-huh. yeah, I think Santa sent me a spider sword as well. Oh, well, I think he did. Yes. Oh, thanks, Santa. I'm wondering why you were quiet during that whole segment. Mm, we were talking mm. about the, uh, so was I. the orifices and the spider sword. And, yeah. <laughs> I had my Avengers Assemble hammer. Well, they actually had a Guardians of the Galaxy hammer yesterday, and I was so tempted, but, you know, a dollar's a lot of money. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. All right. In our last piece of news, um, we are looking at a – this is 3-0, not to be confused with 3-A. 3-0, tooth I think that should be 172nd, uh, Zoids Iron Kong. Um, so this is obviously from, you know, the, the Zoids, uh, uh, what do you call it? You know, range, line. range. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, those of us who remember Zoids from long ago. Um, so Iron Kong is actually the second, uh, figure offered from them after the, um, the shield Liger. And, um, this is a pretty epic piece. Um, so anyway, look, imagine, uh, a transformer crossed with a gorilla. And, uh, that's what you've got. So he's, um, in 172nd scale is 10 inches tall. I love when they, at least they've actually given us the height instead of just saying 172nd scale and then you have no idea because you don't know how big an Iron Kong actually is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that would make him, I think that would make him about 60 feet tall if he was real. So that's pretty huge. Um, anyway, this is pretty impressive. Uh, aside from the height, which is uh, 10 inches and 10 inches wide, fully posable, 50 points of articulation, including fingers. Um, his mouth can be open. The rotating, the, the sores on his um, arms rotate. He's got a hatch with um, two pilots inside, light up eyes, light up cockpit. Batteries included, and very nice paint job. It looks very nicely weathered. Yes, it's 60 feet exactly. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Cool. This is a great-looking figure. I just think it's got also all kinds of cool stuff happening. It's like they've um, improved on the original designs just by sort of tweaking it uh, as a high-end collectible. Um, It'd want to be because it's going to cost you 300 US dollars, and you can pre-order it, um, well... It's already up for pre-order January 16th, uh, and you can get that from the 30store.com. So, yeah, cool. I thought like. this was a Mark uh, McFarlane character. I thought it was like Saigor or something when I first saw it, mm. you know, the pictures, and uh, I wasn't too sure. So yeah. awesome-looking paint job, though. I really like the paint on it. It is. It is. It's a pretty, in, pretty impressive. It reminds me a little bit of the um, Mecha Whales, you know, the, mm. the <laughs> Hucky Shear, Tom reviewed one. It's that kind of, yeah. you know, really funky. Yeah, it's fun. I like it. Hmm. You can't can't go wrong crossing um, robots and animals. Oh no! So, but this is this is more of a mech than a. We do not condone <laughs> mixing your animals and yeah. You know, we do not condone animal animals no. and robots. No. 
Um, hey, John. Oh, sorry, I know the news is about to finish, but speaking of um, oh. thinking thinking of people, I thought of you this week um, because uh, I chucked on a pair of um, pants. Like sh- I don't want anything to do with this. N- no, no, no. Shorts. They're just like sh- my gardening shorts, and I had taken them off for some reason because I came inside because they were dirty, right? And then I popped them back on. And then I felt something a bit uh, funny in there, and it was a uh, uh, your favorite thing in the whole world. It was a spider. A hun- with you people, a huntsman, a huntsman <laughs> spider. <laughs> like that, it was How bizarre. It was huge. Well, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I just like I, I heard the scream. Just by the way, <laughs> I didn't yeah. scream. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I might have said I might have said a bad I, word, but I didn't scream. <laughs> Yeah. You you would have heard the thud if it was John. <laughs> well, I, I don't out. think I would have just taken my shorts off like that either. So, well, you know, the neighbors keep saying that too. <laughs> and you have you have specific gardening shorts? Sorry, no. It's just we were doing a mess. We're, we've been uh, planting plants this week. I had an old pair of shorts. I was dragging soil and stuff around, and then I needed to duck inside, but it was really dirty. So in the garage with the garage door closed i just chucked off the icky shorts with the dirt all over them ran in did what i needed to do came back out chucked them back on found the spider good god and i was like if yeah, only see, john could I, be here now if i live down there every piece of clothing i have would be you know shaken <laughs> oh yeah well, vigorously you know, before i pick it up yeah if you live in the country you shake your shoes out before you put them on every day mm. yeah. there's parts of the country here that you do that too yeah but. yeah <laughs> Well, it's a great way to end the news. Sorry. <laughs> we'll be right back with the next instalment of the AFB podcast game, Name That. Now it's time for everybody's favourite podcast game, Name That. Our good friend John, a.k.a. Engineer Nerd from TVandFilmToys.com, with New Look, go check it out, presents us with an action figure sound, and the aim of the game is to guess where it's from. John, over to you. Well, I thought last week's was going to be easy, and it turned out it wasn't as easy as what I thought, because none of the usual players were able to get this one very quickly. Dumped. Yeah. Somebody did get it, but let's okay. let's go ahead and we'll, we'll we'll play the sound right here. Rolling down the highway, danger in every trip. Action is their middle name. You can make your own adventures. These troopers come equipped with helmet holster, toy gun. So, so, so Scott, do you play, have a guess? Playmobil. Ooh, that's a great guess. That is a great guess, but not right. But not right. Okay. Yeah. Now I know. I know Ben has a guess because he's actually the one that got it this week. Oh, we're show off. Got a point in the forum. <laughs> we're show and, off. Um, oh, thank God because I, he really needs points. I, I really, I really <laughs> thought that this was going to be an easy one. So, so Ben, tell us what it is. I can't talk. I'm busy absorbing Scott's love. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's chips. What? It, it is chips. It is indeed chips. As in the TV show? 
Yeah. Ponch. Oh my gosh! It sounds like a western. Ponch and that other guy. Does, but when it? when you when you ro- listen to the first part of the commercial, you, they go you know with rolling down the highway, whatever. Mm. It almost leaves a spot in there where it could have had the lyric "It's chips," and then you hear it, you'll <laughs> hear in a second, you'll okay. be able to to understand where that goes. But okay. yeah, um, it was the motorcycle riding cops. I believe that's the how Mico did you version. get that pin? Well, look, to be honest, I, you know, a lot of my points have actually come from the, the name that thread. Like, I've done pretty well in the past, particularly with shadows and things like that. So you know, I like to think I, I have a fair crack at it. But the huh? problem is the um, when each episode of the podcast comes out, um, by the time I sort of get up in the morning, uh, you know, on a Friday and go and check iTunes and plug in my iPod and then get to work and listen to it, it's probably been 12 hours since... Um, yeah. Our US friends have, have had a crack at it. So, um, you know, guys like Ease and Eddie, and they're pretty darn fast. Um, so I usually just don't get a, a look in. And so I was quite surprised when I saw that uh, that no one had answered it. So I thought, oh, I better go and check that out. Oh, very good. Yeah. And I knew it. Yay. Yeah, it was not Mask. Uh. It was not Mask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I didn't know it, no. I mean, it was a guess. So, Well, that's good at least. Yeah. Troopers, Highway. You know, I, I think yeah. that was probably the, the giveaway, but... All right. So, well, we probably need a new sound, don't we? Yeah. Cool. Are you ready for a new sound? Sure am. Ben, you ready? Yes. Okay, here's your sound. Actually, there's going to be two. So I'm going to play sound twice, and you hear it twice. This is the sound. One more time. So you can tell there's actually two sounds there. Hang on one second. One more time. We will play them both. So if you think you can identify what that item is, um, come on over to AFB Forum. And what would they do there, Ben? They would go to afbforum.com and they would go to the Name That thread and they would take a guess. And if they aren't a member, they would join up and enjoy the love. That they would. And, and Scott, if they got the guess right, what would happen? Uh, we will ask for their address and we will send them a um, plastic packet with belly button fluff in it. But we want, but the um, mystery is we won't tell them whose belly button fluff it is. Uh, collect all five. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got to start wearing sweaters to generate more. That's well, just depressing. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, if you'd rather play a picture version, come on over to tvandfilmtoys.com, and we play the picture version there on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I'm going to have it back up and running hopefully this week because Yay. Um, I've been a little behind because of the website stuff, so um, until I got that sorted, I wanted to take a break. Yeah. Anyway, coming back this week, so there you go. Very good. Well, thank you, sir. And coming up next is our first Toy of the Week. Danger in every trip. Action is their middle name. You can make your own adventure. 
adventures, these troopers come equipped with helmet, holster, toy gun, and drilling club that chips. You can pretend John is serious in this partnership and punches out to have some fun. There's lots to do with chips. You can pose them any way you want or take them on your trips. It's chips. Chips. Ponch and John, each sold separately, all accessories included. By Mego. Now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail. And these might be new releases, or we might talk about a favourite or bizarre item from our collection. And Scott has our first Toy of the Week, so over to you, sir. Thank you, Ben. I have been enjoying collecting the DC Artifacts series from Kotobukiya. So these are the one-tenth scale uh, New 52 heroes. Um which I've been having a lot of fun with. And in fact, we've got double ups in our house because my eldest has been collecting a few as well. So, um, we have two Supermen, two Flashes, uh, two Catwomen, etc. Um, and I just picked up Green Arrow, which is the latest, uh, release. I think Damien, um, as Robin is either out or about to come out, but I don't have him yet. Um, this is a statue. It came out uh, in 2014, but I didn't get it until 2015. Um, the packaging of these is quite clever. Uh, it's really interesting how uh, DC is doing this for... Sorry, Kota Bakia is doing this for Marvel and DC. Uh, but the packaging is totally different. Um, the DC stuff is packaged in a see-through uh, packaging with that kind of reverse... Um, clamshell that can be snapped back together. Uh, it's very collector-friendly. And the Marvel ones, because if you look at them carefully, they're actually model kits. Must be a licensing mm. thing. Um, so they are not see-through at all. Um, they come in a, a box with a... But st- the inside the box is the same clamshell. Because um, like mm. with, with the Hulk one, same clamshell, but can't see through, which is a bit funny. I don't know why mm. they did that. Um, well, I know why they did that, because they're actually in pieces because they're model kits, so they're not kind of interesting to look at. Um, so these are, I, I call that packaging collector-friendly. It's easy to put back together. One of the things that I like about this line overall is they do come with a base, and it's a standard black square. The early ones said Justice League on them, but that's gone now. It's just a black square. Um, but there's no pegs. There are magnets in the feet, and the statue attaches to uh, the square. But the square isn't required. You don't need it. Um, you can display them without, and they take up a lot less room. So that's something that I like about this line overall. Uh, but there is an issue here with this one, which I'll foreshadowing, I'll talk about in a moment. <laughs> um, so this is the new 52 green arrow. Um, he's got kind of a bit of facial hair, but not the, you know, kind of classic Ollie facial hair. He's got the, uh, the kind of longbow hunters hood happening, but then the rest of it is all new 52, but, um, They've done a, a, a very nice job of sculpting this. Um, one of the things about the Archer characters is posing is always challenging. You can't obviously actually show them shooting an arrow, so you have to show them, mm-hmm. you know, in some, uh, you know, progress shot or after shot. 
and uh, this pose I quite like simply because it's different from things that we've seen that we've seen before. Um, in his left hand, he is holding the bow, and his right hand is reaching up and taking an arrow. Um, just has just plucked the arrow out, uh, ready to draw it into his bow, and uh, the arrow that he is pulling out is a separate piece. Um, so that enables you to angle it so it really does look like he's just plucking it out of his quiver. Uh, so really nice in that regard. And it would be a really fun pose if the hood wasn't so uh, long that it's actually very hard to see his face. Um, so this isn't going to be a huge issue for me because my display of these is actually quite high up. So you'd be mm-hmm. able to look up and see the face, no problem. But if you had kind of just a normal level display, I think that could be a little bit of a frustration because you actually you know, may not be able to see the face. You can't see it from all angles. They've just gone a little bit overboard hood-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but sculpting-wise, I like the pose. Really nice detail. All the little lines on his... Uh, boots and um, oh, what do you call the things that protect his hand? They're not gloves. They're kind of there's a word. They're for like them. guards. The, the, uh, yeah, archer thingies. Oh, yeah. correct. That's the technical term. Thank you. Um, the <laughs> uh, all sculpted, not just painted, which is all really nice. Um, you know, very good fun and. Uh, nice thing about this as well is I think it's one of the first ones besides Aquaman with the trident to actually come with separate pieces. So the bow is a separate piece that actually um, snaps apart at the handle so that you can slot it into either side of his hand. And then, like I mentioned before, the arrow is a separate piece as well. Um, Paint-wise, this is pretty good. There is a little bit of an issue on his right arm with some flesh paint creeping over onto the black areas of his arm protectors. Um, but that is the only paint issue. There's no uh, blemishes, etc. Um, good fun. But then there's the issue. I mentioned before um, that one of the things that I like about these is that the, you can use the stand, but the stand is pretty chunky, and these actually um, can be used either way. However, this guy actually needs the magnets to stand upright. If you take him off the stand and just stand him on the table, then he is not balanced properly, and he just falls forward. Hmm. Mega fail, I think. Um, because these stands are quite bulky. So where I've got them displayed, um, it really works better for me to not use the stands. It also means that you can pose them a little bit closer together, which is you know quite effective. But this guy, even, and the only reason I noticed that is because even on the stand, he is a little bit wobbly. If you move the stand, then it's possible that he can fall forward. Um, so really, I think quite a big design issue for this line like someone's just not thought through this properly i don't know what um what it is that means that he's not balanced but he is not balanced at all which is if it was if it was me mm. and i was you and i was you i would figure out what size my uh, display area is and maybe buy a piece of steel um to put there you know have it cut to the size of the shelf and then oh, that's a great all idea of them, all of them could stick on a magnet Yay. you know and then you wouldn't be using the base that's a great idea. You could get Jeez. it cut to size, couldn't you? What yeah. an engineer. <laughs> that is awesome. No way if you bump the shelf or whatever, you don't have to worry about any of them falling over. Yeah, true. 
for sure. I mean, the nice thing about these is that they're really durable, and you know, like they're not they're, they're because they're PVC, so they're not really breakable. That sort of thing. But mm. you know, this this is uh, just something I noticed, and I was really surprised because they've done such a good job with the rest of this line. And you know, you've got some some of the characters like Batman's cape is huge. Um, Superman's got the cape thing happening as well, and they all balance perfectly. So just a bit of a boo boo here. So this is a nice addition to this line. I always um, like it when they go beyond the you know, Justice League founders, etc. Um, and uh, I don't actually mind the New 52 uh, design um, of Green Arrow. I do wish that they hadn't gone quite so heavy on the hood. Um, but I'm going to have to... Uh, do some serious point damage because of this balancing issue. Cause I think that that is bad. And, um, odd. well, it's just, yeah. I mean, I, I find it odd, even with action figures that, you know, some things that are, they take work to balance, but then you, you have some things where it's like, there's just no way that this can ever stand up on its own. And you think surely somebody would have done that test and gone, yeah. Oh, this isn't very good. You know, quality control. Hello. Um, so nobody did that test. And it's not just mine. Like this, I, you know, I thought, oh, have I got a dodgy one? But no, all the, um, the magnets are in properly. Um, part of, he, one thing I think, yeah, I don't know. I, he's, the shoes are a bit different. He's got a heel on one side and not on the other, but then it's still kind of a bit raised. So I don't think it's that. I think it's just not weighted properly. So. Boo hiss. Um, I'm, I'm taking a point off for the overuse of the hood as well. So I'm very happy to have this guy, but I am giving him seven out of ten dollars. Now, see, I like the hood because he looks more like the TV show arrow. Uh, whatever. Well, no, I mean, yeah. I, I could see them doing that going, OK, the TV show's on. People yep. like the hood. Yep. If we kind of bridge this gap a little bit, it's going to appeal to both of them. I like because the, that figure. Y- Sorry, go ahead. You know, that figure, or the statue looking at it, it kind of bridges that gap between comic book and sure. TV show. Yeah. So. And and I I don't mind the hood either. I actually quite like the hood. I just, I think if you see this in person, the the they could have done the hood but not extended it quite so far out over the face and it would have cast less of a shadow and made it just a bit more accessible. So... Well, I like it that way, so, yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, when you review this, you can give it a different score. It's, you know, it's not it's, like it's unusual that um, that other media is now influencing the, the look and feel in, in our comics. So I'd yep. say the, the hood, the big droopy hood is a, a big part of that. Yeah. <sighs> That's well, thank you, sir. That wraps up our first Toy of the Week. And when we come back, we'll be talking about the new items that we've added to our collections this week. It's the exploding bridge with Batmobile and Activator. Batman's included. Pretend Robin is held prisoner. Batman's in the Batmobile. You can send him to the rescue. Imagine the villain uses the comic action activator to stop Batman as he crosses the bridge. He's made it in the nick of time. Set the activator, place Batman on it, and you can send him to the rescue. The exploding bridge with Batmobile and Activator comes with Batman from the Comic Action Heroes collection. Robin sold separately from Mego. We're all here because we collect, so Feeding the Addiction is where we take the time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders we've made. And, hey, John, what you got? Um, uh, um, I, I got nothing. You know, this, this is normally my favorite time of year because normally they start clearancing stuff out and 
stuff that maybe I passed on the first time I'll pick up. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just haven't seen anything on clearance or, uh, you know, so why, why, would they, why would they clearance in January? What's the uh, attraction there? Right after Christmas, they reset the toy aisles. Oh, so, uh, no. I did yeah, see. Toy aisles are so shit that, you know, you don't know the difference. Yeah. I did see um, last night at Walmart, they were putting out new Lego sets. Um, and oh, they cool. had the uh, Batman um, super angry Unikitty set, but they didn't have the double decker <laughs> couch. Mm. And they had the tag on the shelf for it. And I'm like looking at it going, well, that's the one I want. It's a double-decker couch. <laughs> that's the one I want. <laughs> we could all watch TV together and be buddies. <laughs> cheer, cheer. <laughs> uh, that's good. And, all right. and when we're walking away and Mrs. Nerd's like, well, you didn't see anything? I'm like, well, they had Lego sets, but they didn't have the one I wanted. And she's like, well, what one did you want? I said, the double-decker couch. And she's like, yes, of course. Why didn't I think of, of that? <laughs> Of course. Of course. <laughs> hey, Mr. Scott, you've got a pretty good idea what you're going to say. I got the uh, Kotobukiya Green Arrow. Oh, hey. Surprise! I also... Surprise. Yeah, I also got the uh, Batman animated Two-Face. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, very good. Yeah, which I'll take some photos of. And uh, I picked him up here um, in Adelaide just today uh, because I'm not ordering any of that stuff. I want to see the paint and be happy with it. So um, they had two of them at the shop that I was at, and uh, I would have been happy with either of them, actually. And okay. then I also pre-ordered the um, Sideshow TIE Fighter pilot. Ah, nice. Uh, just the one? Yeah, well, I'm only allowed to have one. I'm not an army builder well, anyway. I can cope with just one. If you um, want another one. No, I don't want another one. You save that for Ben. Um, <laughs> the uh, seeing as I'm going to be waiting forever it seems like for my sideshow premium formats yes. they're all sitting on the ocean waiting to be unloaded boo huh you know the interesting thing about that is um unfortunately i got some emails this week from uh, boss fight saying yeah. that you know the um they've, they've had some delays you know similar to what we saw with Marauder. But they also mentioned their emails that the uh, Chinese New Year is coming up. Yes. The, where they take a month off from stuff. So Hooray. expect more delays. Well, that's just fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it'd make Ben happy. Mm. Well, you know, look, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I am conscious when I order stuff from Sideshow, particularly the premium format statues, these things run a few bucks and, uh, you know, I'm conscious to, to stagger them out. Like I don't just hit buy it now on every one that they solicit that I'm interested in. Um, and, you know, one of the, the good things about FlexPay is being able to sort of have a bit of coordination in, in your um, charges. And so the fact that they're all going to suddenly um, come into this bottleneck and, um, I'll get hit with a final flex pay as well as the the shipping, which uh, is not um, not not exactly cheap when you're, you're FedExing something the size of the Hulk. So it's going to be quite interesting. <laughs> so um, if anyone sees me standing on the the street corner, you know, dressed in Daisy Duke shorts, it's because I've had to sell my body. So, you could you can you could borrow Adams. At a tax loss, but oh yeah, anyway. but Adams Daisy um, Duke shorts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he has them. I'm sure he does, yeah. 
Anyway, all I picked up this week was the uh, the Disney Infinity figures, so and um, that pretty much brings me up to date with those. I think I've got pretty much everything until they do their next wave of figures. That includes, uh, I actually think for Guardians of the Galaxy, they're doing a Yondu. So now, do you have any of the non-Marvel related ones? I don't, and that's only because um, if you do that, then you need to actually buy the the game so uh, you know if you uh, like i've walked past the incredibles and i think hey they look fun and i've been tempted to get them but if i do it'll just be for the the collect the collector point of view just sticking them on a the shelf because they look fun not because i can actually play them in the game so now will the 1.0s play in 2.0 do you know uh i don't know huh. i don't know not to my knowledge because i mean you do have the the, the themed stories I mean, they don't even work across the little platforms either. So if you buy the main game, um, which comes with Thor, Black Widow, and Iron Man, um, you can't then go and buy Groot and just play Groot. You actually need the, the Guardians expansion thingy before it'll actually work. Ah, uh, so you need the one that's Rock, or not Rocket, it's Star-Lord and Gamora, right? That's the one, yeah. yeah. So you actually need that in order and plus the original game and then you get your group figure and it'll work. So it's, it's very clever the way it's got this tiered approach to making you spend money. So, mm. but luckily, you know, me and my money are easily parted. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, funny. Well, if no one has any other items to report, we're going to move on to my toy of the week. Hooray. Yay. Big man at your my house. I'll bring my guys. You have yours. I've got junkyard dogs. It's World Wrestling Federation superstars. I've got Brutus Beefcake. Here's Tori the Animal Steel. I've got Great Hammer Valentine. Ricky the Dragon Steel. They're so real. And Rowdy Rock Piper. Can you tell the difference? Wrestling superstars. They're for real. Each sold separately from LJN. Yeah! Well, once again, it's time for Toy of the Week. I know, we already did it once, but we're going to do it again because, you know, we love you that much and, you know, we'd rather give you too much of a good thing than not enough. So, um, moving on with our second Toy of the Week, it's Ben. Ben, tell us what you got. Thank you very much, sir. And I'm doing two figures this week. Uh, that's because they're both reasonably simple. So uh, you're getting, uh, you know, even more bang for your buck. Um, I'm going to be reviewing the Disney Infinity 2.0 Rocket Raccoon and Groot figures. So uh, Disney Infinity, for those that don't know, is the uh, the game available on pretty much every platform that allows you to play figures, uh, interact with figures um, sorry, play characters based on figures that you interact with in the game. Um, I've mentioned before that I'm really not sure who makes these figures because the packaging doesn't actually give anything away. There's, um, the, you know, it mentions that it's Marvel and the address listed there is in the Netherlands. Uh, I have actually heard uh, rumour that Bandai have something to do with them. So, look, I'll go for that for now and, and see how we go. Um, these figures came out in 2014. Um, there's actually quite a few figures in the series, so I've just sort of been picking them up, and uh, I got these guys earlier this year. So um, these are some of the last ones I've actually picked up. Now, uh, what kind of figures are they? They're not action figures. They're not statues. They're kind of just sort of vinyl stactions. 
um, and they yeah, don't have uh, any movement to them. Um, now, in terms of price, uh, these are sort of all over the place. Uh, I think generally they go for about US $12 most places. Uh, a lot of places in Australia actually are having them uh, included in their sales, and so I'm sure if you look around, you can find them sort of reasonably cheap. Um, I've actually seen some people charging pretty stupid prices on eBay, so don't be fooled um, that into thinking that these are hard to get because they're not. Don't um, be fooled. My local, don't be fooled. My local Kmart where I got these um, have stacks and stacks of every figure, but despite that, I've seen Groot going for 40 bucks on eBay, which I think is really quite odd. All right, well, moving on. Uh, in terms of the packaging, um, it, it's fairly simple, straight to the point. Um it is actually a blister on a card. Um, the uh, the artwork for the characters is quite prominent, so it's pretty obvious straight away. You don't actually have to even look for names or anything. Um, the artwork for Groot and Rocket uh, take up most of the, the card. The Disney Infinity logo is up there as well. Um, very simple, straight to the point. Uh, one thing with this is it's not collector-friendly at all. Um, I don't think this is something... This is definitely something that people haven't um, considered. Um, one of the reasons I think that this is just a simple blister on a card is you can actually get a, a figure storage case for these. So if you are a gamer and you're picking these up, you can go and get your, your little sort of nylon briefcase thing with the little pouches and you can stick all your figures in there. Um, so no, you won't be getting that blister back on the card. Um in terms of sculpting, um, they, these have a stylized look, but they are still reasonably faithful to the uh, the movie versions. Um, so when you look at Groot, you can see straight away that this is sort of a, almost an animated version of the movie Groot. It's got that same sort of head um, as, uh, as the movie one. Now, Groot, despite sort of lack of colours, they've made a little bit of effort in the sculpting. He's got little sort of twig bits sticking out of his shoulders and his back. Um, the back of his elbows have got little twig bits and um, he's got obviously the, the sort of the feet and hands that are oversized. Um, the head's quite nifty, lots of little bits sticking out and there's even the little grooves to sort of indicate almost like a, a bit of a wood grain. So that's not too bad at all. Um, Rocket, on the other hand, is... Um, it's fairly simple. I think where they've tried to sort of add a bit is by adding some guns. So Rocket has a gun in each hand, and they're absolutely huge. I think the two guns together are probably the size of Rocket himself, so that adds quite a bit of bulk to this figure. Oh, uh, in yeah. Terms, Sorry, yeah. you got to do that there. <laughs> oh, God, he had to do it, didn't he? <laughs> he had to do it. Uh, he, he had to do it. Anyway. Um all right, well, in, in terms of sculpt, Rocket's got his little outfit on with the buckles and stuff like that. He's got his, his bushy tail. Um, there isn't a, a great deal happening here in terms of his fur. Uh, unlike Groot, who has sort of the assorted scratchings that, that indicate, um, you know, the wood grain, etc. there isn't a lot to indicate with fur here. There's a little sort of, you know, a couple of tufts on the top of his head, but really not a lot else. Um, most of the sculpting is in that sort of uniform on his chest. He's got a bit of a... Um, uh, yeah, that, that oh yeah um, grin on his face. Now, in terms of size, this is where things get a little bit odd because um, there's only so much size of, a, you know, space available in the packaging. So I'd say when they've designed these figures, they've had to actually keep the, the packaging um, obviously in mind. So they've had to scale Groot down quite a bit, but obviously because Racket, uh, Racket, Rocket is so small, they've had to scale him up. So... You know, it's a bit unfortunate that, that Groot is as uh, small as he is and Rocket probably is as big as he is. Now, um, 
Groot comes in at about four and a half inches tall, including the base, about 11 centimetres. Rocket's about 2.75 inches or about seven centimetres in height. Um, so look, they, they do look a little odd next to each other, but the, the stylized um, sculpting is actually a lot of fun. So I actually think they look quite fun, despite, you know, Rocket being more than half of um, Groot's height. Um, in terms of the paint, well... Poor old Groot, is, this is where he's actually missed out because uh, he's sculpted in, sorry, he's cast in brown plastic. And they've done a little bit of airbrushing here and there just to add some tone with a bit of a darker colour. Um, the the colour actually gets a bit darker as it gets towards his fingertips and, um, and his toes. And so that's where it's a bit more dramatic. And the only other paint on the entire figure is they've painted his eye black and then a, um, a little white dot for a pupil. Uh, in, in terms of paint, I've mentioned before that these figures are pretty crap with the paint applications, um, but when I actually bought these, I, I spent quite a bit of time just comparing, um, you know, the different rockets to each other so I actually get one that's actually got decent paint work. So, look, do be careful. Mine is actually really, really good because I did take the time um, to, to find a good one, but if, you know, this is something you want to sort of sit uh, in front of your, you know, your monitor and look at all the time, I suggest spending a bit of time. Uh, having said that, there is still slop on mine. Like, I think that's just absolutely unavoidable with um, uh, something like this at this particular price point. Um, the silver buckles on his uniform have a bit of slop on the, I guess you'd call it the, you know, the blue, that's sort of a dark blue, dark grey of his costume. Rocket actually has quite a few colours in terms of paint apps compared to a lot of the figures. So um, he's obviously cast in this, um, God, what would you call that? Um, it's kind of a, a yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a light browny gray color, uh, and then okay. they've got a, yeah, if you say so, whatever the uh, the darker color is. But anyway, they've uh, highlighted. <laughs> okay, now you're into girl colors. Periwinkle. Um, once periwinkle. you get out of blue. And yeah, I was definitely thinking periwinkle. What? Periwinkle. Okay. Um, look, there's a lot of cool paint apps on his face in terms of bringing out that raccoon look, the white and the blue. Um, you've got some great orange on his costume and on the guns, etc. So he does actually have some pretty nifty paint apps compared to some of the other figures. Um, in terms of articulation, it's, it's really odd. I mean, obviously there's no articulation with these because they are stations, but you can actually see where these figures have actually been made uh, as separate pieces and then joined together. So you can actually see the cut lines in Groot's shoulders, in his hip, uh, and places like that. And then they've obviously glued to, you know, glued the figure together and then painted it. So, you know, I think there was some option there to have some basic articulation, but for whatever reason, you know, with these figures, they've decided to have no articulation. I don't know whether that's because they are actually seeing these as video game pieces and that people won't be doing anything with them except sitting them on the... Um, the sort of the control pad and, and just leaving them. But it would have been nice to be able to, have, you know, just move their arms or heads or something like that with a, a few basic points of articulation. And, um, you know, look, at around $12, sure, you know, these these aren't $20 Marvel Legends or, or anything like that. But I guess some of the price goes into the, the technical, the technological component. I don't know. It's sort of the cost involved in, in doing something like that probably made it... Um, uh, I guess just, you know, impossible to, you know, include something like articulation without putting the price up. So, but anyway, that's a bit of a shame. Uh, in terms of accessories, um, well, you know, if you don't count the ability to um, add them to your console, uh, zero. 
there's no um, no accessories whatsoever. So, look, I think one of the reasons I really like these guys is the, the movie was such a big hit and uh, really resonated with a lot of people and drew a lot of people in. Um, obviously, Rocket and Groot uh, are favourites amongst um, a lot of viewers, but if you wanted a Rocket and a Groot just to sit on your desk near your computer, um, the options are actually quite limited. I mean, obviously, Hot Toys aren't out yet and the pricing is um, pretty ridiculous, uh, but even Marvel Legends, they made it very, very hard because, you know, the comic-accurate, uh, Rocket is a builder figure. Then they included Rocket in the um, Guardians of the Galaxy wave, but of course Groot was actually the builder figure. So uh, if you actually want the actual builder figure, he's um, pretty hard to come by for a decent price. So it, it's kind of weird that um, if you just wanted to duck into your you know local toy store and pick up a Rocket and Groot figure to, to put on your desk, your options are actually pretty limited. So uh, I think these make a pretty good um, alternative to tracking down articulated figures. Um, and uh, the other, you know, the best thing about it is you can get the rest of the Guardians crew to go with them. So, look, I think that's about it from me. I, I think these um, these are a fun line. I'm continuing to pick up pretty much all the figures, and uh, I'll continue to do so. And I, I think I've been pretty harsh in the past with Captain America and Thor because their paint jobs were were really subpar. But uh, I don't have the the same complaints with these guys. So. Look, I, I think I'm going to wrap this up and probably give them seven and a half dollies out of ten. Hmm. Uh, I wonder if the original ones you got were all part of the first initial wave, and now that they're moving on, you know, we're seeing refreshes and and stuff mm. where they've taken a little more time, you know, past their their first launch, you know. Yeah. Look, I, I'll confess that I, I haven't exactly revisited Captain America and Thor in the stores to see if the paint has improved. Um, I did actually hear some rumblings on the internet that these are actually painted by machine. Hmm. So um, that could be completely untrue, and I'm just making stuff up. So. <laughs> Ironically, Never. I actually have a Captain America sitting upstairs right now that I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do with. Um, <laughs> around Christmas, a friend of mine, and I'm not going to mention his name because um, – I could, but I'm not going to. Uh, for I just don't want. You know, never mind. Anyway, um, he was doing some Christmas shopping and could not find a Captain America. Uh-huh. And, uh, Interesting. I happened to be at a Walmart on my way home, and I stopped and looked, and they had one. They actually had two, but out of all the figures, he was the one that you couldn't really find. Um, mm. Or you know, there were just he wasn't plentiful. You could find every other character, but you couldn't find him. Um, except for I found him like in the back of the store on a peg, you know, but there were just two and there might've been 20 of every other character. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I found him at the same time that he found him. So I have this Captain America. Maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll give him away on TV and film toys. Hmm. (laughs) I think that's a great idea. So if somebody, somebody has an idea for a contest, write me. Excellent. Look, these these are fun figures. They're, I mean, the stylized version, I, I quite like them. I, I realise that a lot of them are based on properties outside of the comics, such as the um, you know the cartoons, you know the Spider Man cartoon, the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. But um, you know, it, it's a nice way to collect figures, universe build, and you know, hey, you can actually play them in a video game too. And I haven't actually played any of the Guardians figures yet. I've just been playing the Avengers for the moment, so that's uh, another option. So, but as I said, these these guys are around. I think Mike came up. They probably had two hundred figures. It was literally an entire oh mile. Oh yeah, I should have taken a photo. They had dozens and dozens of pegs of these figures. So, 
that's why I had the luxury of just standing there wasting taxpayers' time comparing hmm. them. I have both yeah, of these have- as well. I have Groot and Rocket, but I haven't opened them because um, I don't have the game. I just, you know, I like those characters, yeah, and I, yeah. when I saw them, I was like, oh, that'd be fun, but I haven't opened them. Yeah. They had a big end cap display here at Christmas time of, you know, it was just loaded up. So, hey. All right. Well, coming up next, it's time to award another red card to something or someone in the toy universe. What is this bizarro world? Red Carded is a chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby, be they unusual announcements, a complete fail action figure, or something so much worse. And, Scotty, we've got something that a uh, listener slash viewer slash fan slash person suggested. <laughs> yes, the uh, listener slash viewer slash person is uh, Jason Masaryk. Sorry if I'm mangling your surname, Jason. Uh, but Jason posted this on our Facebook page as a possible red card, and we agreed. And this is about uh, the Bridge Direct Lord of the Rings slash Hobbit license. Um, when they first got that, I think we all said, who's Bridge Direct? And... Mm. You know, I, I think overall that they've done some admirable things. Um, with, with that, it's not been necessarily the scale that I would have, uh, liked, etc. but, um, you, you'd have to say they put some effort into it. Um, but they may have fallen over at the final hurdle. Um, the end of the line was meant to be the Smog the Dragon deluxe puzzle action figure. Uh, but when you go to the Amazon, uh, reviews for this, um, you find that it seems to be leaving something to be desired. And that mm-hmm. is actual dragon, uh, because yeah. the overall comment about this is that it is extremely tiny. Um, when you look at the description of this, uh, it says, 22-inch wingspan measuring about 21 inches tall, uh, but that seems to uh, be a little bit of poetic license um, because mm. what uh, the reviewers on Amazon are saying is this is actually teeny tiny. Um, if you read a few of the one-star reviews, of which there are many, you see things like this item is embarrassingly tiny, it's in danger of being crushed by a dwarf. Uh, <laughs> um, in, another one embarrassingly tiny the tail doesn't stay on it's pathetic um, uh, another one saying um, that scale wise it's not even close to the existing figures and uh, the shame about it is is that it uh, re- was retailing for between 70 and 80 dollars US so basically mm. when they say 22 inch wingspan 21 inches tall I think that's uh Means that when you take the wings, uh, with, take it with its wings spread out and, um, hold it with its head facing up to the ceiling. <laughs> um, so not like actual height of him standing on the ground and raised head. Um, so. And look, to, to be fair, he does have a massive set of wings. And so even if you scale the dragon up even bigger, the wings would be massive. But I, I think. I think the general gist of what a lot of people are saying is, "Hey, it's it's not a bad figure, but for the for the size of it, it's not worth seventy, eighty plus dollars." Yeah, 
Yeah, it's a, uh, you know, it, oh, here's a really good one. I loved this one. After I squinted through my magnifying glass, I realized that this teensy tiny little dragon is similar to a little toy pter- pterodactyl my mom got for me from the drugstore when I was five years old. <laughs> mm. So, uh, you know, I suppose if you've been collecting this whole line, you would be uh, expecting this to be somewhere in scale with the figures. And uh, the Lord of the Rings um, stuff has been three and three quarter. And so you'd be expecting a dragon, particularly for that, that price point, um, that mm-hmm. was, uh, around, um, you know, s- somewhere in scale with those toys. And obviously that's not the case. And that has disappointed people. Well, I mean, Jack specific did that, that meter long Godzilla and it was less than that. So mm. I'm kind of, you know, I don't think anyone's complaining about the sculpt. I think they're nope. just talking about the scale for yep. the price. And the price. Just, mm. Yeah. You know, even the five star review mentions the tail. I had tail issues last week, so. You had t- <laughs> issues with your tail? What a shame. Yeah, with my, my big chap. Oh, with your big chap. That's right. Not your own personal tail. Mm. Yeah. What a shame. And, and, as you said, Ben, when you read these reviews, a lot of people say, look, there's actually nothing wrong with this figure for what it is. If I was paying $20 for it, I'd be really happy. But, yep. you know, for the price, I didn't get what I uh, wanted and I'm really disappointed. So, you know, that is very you know, sad. You got to wonder if they only made it to fulfill some contracts. Like, obviously, they had pre-orders and stuff out there. But, you know, I remember with the first film, there was figures everywhere. Walmart had them. Everybody had them. The second film, Toys R Us, kind of had some of them, and I don't ever remember seeing third film figures anywhere. Mm. No. So I'm no. wondering if this is just one of those items. It, in one way, if if you go out there and order it, you probably have something for down the road because not anybody's going to have it. <laughs> yeah. So overall, thank you, Jason, for submitting that. You know, it's great to get uh, things from perhaps lines that we're not as on top of, um, but definitely a well-deserved rail card. Oh, red, hello. What? Oh, who? A rail card. <laughs> it's that new segment that go start. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to start that again. Uh, five, four, three. I don't know where I'm starting from. <laughs> what the hell? I know. Five. Oh my God. Four. Help. Three. So thank you, Jason, for submitting that. It's great to uh, have listeners sending this in, particularly from lines that perhaps we're not collecting ourselves, so not quite uh, so on top of. And uh, Bridge Direct, uh, you are getting a very well-deserved red card, and what a, a sad way to uh, finish this line and uh, the license. Boo. <laughs> All right. Well, coming up after that well-deserved fail is our final Toy of the Week. This is Major Matt Mason, Mattel's Man in Space, ready for every adventure with all his official equipment. A space station protected by solar shields. A moon suit designed for exploration. A space crawler that keeps on going no matter what. Get them together or separately. And share the exciting adventures of Major Matt Mason, Mattel's new man in space. Well, ringing up the rear, but uh, certainly not, uh, you know, least by any means. He is last, and he's John, and he has our final toy of the week. You know, I'm kind of shocked because Scott always goes last when he's doing this. 
<laughs> oh. I feel very privileged. Oh, very good. Um, <laughs> and this week, I am looking at the G.I. Joe Retaliation Data Viper. Now, I need to give you guys a little bit of background. Data Viper was originally shown, I want to say, I can't remember. Um, I was using uh, General Joe's website for some some background, and I think he said the 2011 concept case at JoeCon had this figure in it. And uh, people were really excited about it, and this figure has been talked about, and it didn't come out in 2011, and it didn't come out in 2012. And so... Um, at one point in time, it looked like this figure was never going to come out. And it really reminded me a lot of, um, of Ben and his, his Marvel Legends because, um, you know, this was one of those figures that was shown and people kind of looked at it and goes, Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, but we're, we were just didn't look like we were ever going to see it, but they managed to work it into the retaliation line, which was the last movie. So I believe the data release on this was 2013. I happened to find it at, um, Ollie's, which is a discount store here. Not not like Oliver Quinn, but it's actually <laughs> a store called Ollie's. Um, uh-huh. And uh, I found them on clearance. Well, it, clearance, whatever you call those discount, and, you know, like five bucks, I think, is what I paid for them. Um, I happened to see them, and I was like, well, you know, that, that was a pretty, you know, well-sought-after figure. People were excited to see them, so I thought, well, I'll, I'll get one and see what it's all about. And Data Vipers... Uh, look for just that data it looks like they are ready to plug into the uh constant barrage of uh data streaming around our heads and um in the air around us to do things so um actually he comes with a ton of accessories too that so that kind mm. of sucked me in you know uh and one of the accessories is a uh a drone which really sucked me in because i thought the drone mm. was cool um, but anyway, you know, this is a G.I. Joe figure, so it's from Hasbro, which, you know, just kind of run down our normal things. Uh, it's 2013. He's an action figure, obviously. He's articulated. He has all the Joe articulation. Um, you know, the normal Joe price is, what, probably about 10 bucks if you're going to buy just a single figure normally. But like I said, I paid quite a bit less. Uh, blister card, because all the G.I. Joe figures are blister card. And this is um, movie packaging, so he doesn't have the... Um, you know, a file card or anything. When I was at CoilCon, um, no, I take that back. I think it was JoeCon. Uh, the Coil group had a um, a fake card for this guy. They actually printed up some some sheets that had the front and back of a card as what they thought it would look like when this was when we thought we wouldn't see the figure. And their version's actually quite a bit nicer. So, uh, hooray for the Coil Club. Uh, you know, obviously not collector friendly. Um, the sculpt. I'm guessing we've seen the base figure somewhere before because, you know, he's just basically got like a flight suit on with some little doodads and padding and stuff around him. Uh, G.I. Joe figures are obviously known for their reuse. Uh, not a lot of paint here. There is a Cobra logo on his chest that's pretty good. Uh, the face paint, uh, the head paint is a little lacking. There's some slop because um, oh. he has basically a... Uh, a almost like a Cobra Commander type face with some black straps and it looks like little panels that have been put together um, like he's been bolted into the thing but uh, yeah there's some slop there on the head even for a three and three quarter figure the head is not painted real well yeah look to be honest when I was looking at the helmet I was trying to work out exactly what was going on whether it was a a white helmet with you know like a a, a black slit for the visor or uh, no i think it's actually got some a black um 
you know, some kind of black helmet and the white panels are put onto it after. Mm-hmm. The the idea behind this guy is that um, when he's flying his drone, he's in like a, a VR uh, yep. type environment. So, you know, he can see around him basically like like he's in the drone. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what I was going to ask because I, I don't yeah. know anything about this character. I was going to say like what makes him a data viper, but you've answered my question. So. Yeah, so um, it, or, you know, I, I imagine it lets him see other information and stuff too but um yeah so he's not really i don't think he's really meant to be looking out of that helmet um too specifically mm-hmm. um you know paint wise he's like a light gray which is which is a grayish blue it, it's okay um you know cobra figures tend to run more the dark colors but that that's okay you know what's kind of odd is um uh, you know, it's more like a powder blue, so all of his accessories are that, except for the uh, drone, which is green, which actually I would think, if anything, this would all be the opposite. Uh, the drone would be in blue because it's in the air, and then, you know, the figure mm-hmm. would be in green because he's on the ground, but we'll we'll let that go. Um, now, um, I'm not going to talk about articulation. I think you guys all know how a G.I. Joe figure is articulated at this point. He, he doesn't have the um, wrist articulation, the bendy wrist. He has rotating wrists, but he doesn't have the bendy wrist. That's about the only thing that's non-standard, I would say. Is, is that a? Do you think that's a cost-cutting thing? Or that's... Yeah, I'm sure it was for the movie line. Um, mm. And, and he, it's not like he's holding a lot of rifles and stuff, so it's not really a big deal here. Um, yeah. But... Um, this, like I said, this guy comes loaded out pretty well with accessories. And the first thing is a, like an armor pack that goes over his shoulders. And then he has like a big, um, I don't know. It's almost like a pterodactyl shaped helmet. That's what it reminds me of that, that goes over top of that. So he has this big triangular helmet that, you know, somehow lets him see data floating through the air. So he kind of looks like pyramid head a bit from, uh, the, uh, silent hill games. <laughs> just not as big. Uh, so this this piece of armor um, has a very tech look to it. And into the back of that piece of armor, it, it just kind of fits on his shoulders. Um, there's a couple, there's a radar dish and then like a uh, a radio antenna fits into a ball socketed joint. So they, they move around pretty well, the two antennas. Um, there's also a uh, ball, ball jointed onto there, these two... Uh, almost look like missile pods that come over his shoulder. And uh, there's some little things onto those as well. Um, and they're molded in black. Or actually, they're not molded in black. They're painted black. Um, the bad thing about this whole thing, though, is this this piece of armor, the way it fits on him, uh, it doesn't lock in place. Mm. So the only thing really that keeps it on is this huge helmet. Um, so you, you put that helmet on his head and it kind of keeps that armor on. And that is the only thing that keeps it from falling off. So if you go to like wiggle the armor or adjust it kind of where it's sitting, um, what I've mainly been doing is knocking his helmet off and then everything falls off the figure. Um, (laughs) in order to control his little drone, uh, he has these two things that fit on his arms and they have these like, I don't know, strap attachments that don't fit real close that look way oversized and kind of cheesy. And then at the end of them, they end in flight sticks. And then there's some little panels that fit on past that that look like they have cooling fins or something on them. Um, and he has one of those for each arm. They don't plug into anything. And, 
except so except for what his hands holding on to that's about the only thing holding him on because the the straps on him do not match up to his arm and then the little front piece with the cooling fin um it tends to fall off and it's actually got another separate piece that's a little hose that plugs into the part with the flight stick so um it's a lot of little pieces and there's one of those for each arm and they don't tend to stay together mm-hmm. so um now, moving on to the drone, the drone actually fits on the armor, the shoulder armor. You can actually store it on his back. Um, and then on the drone, there's a couple of guns, and those guns can actually come off, and he can hold each of those in his hand. So, uh, you know, that that's okay. Um, you know, I, I love when they have a G.I. Joe figure and he can store all of his accessories because, um, you know, I think that's just kind of clever. Um so the guns can go on the drone, the drone can go on his back, and he can hold everything else. And he comes with a little, uh, you know, uh, stand as well. And it's a good thing he comes with the stand because, as you can imagine, that top armor piece is a little bit heavy. And uh, standing him up on his own with this much crap on him is, you know, not easy. So uh, the drone is actually a little, you know, I, obviously I said that that was kind of the thing that attracted me. And, um, you know, it's got... Almost looks like a Klingon bird of prey a bit. It's green and has red markings on it. It has a Cobra logo on the top. Um, the guns fit into little peg holes on the back. The arm or the arms, the, the wings on it fold up. So when you store it on its back, it's not taking up as much space. But um, it's a clever little piece and I really like it. And I actually learned something from uh, Justin's reviews at General Joe's and that's that it will attach um, through the little notches in the front to his antenna. I didn't know it would do that. So, um, Thanks, Justin. Appreciate that. Um, uh, overall, though, you know, I mean, I, I know you talk a lot, Ben, about figures that haven't came out. And I know this is one that fans, when they saw it, they were like, oh, oh, we really need to have that. You know, it's cool. It's techie looking. It's It's got the, the drone and he's got all this gear. But it probably needed more development time. Mm. And, I, and I hate to say that if any of the, the boss fight guys are listening and we're develop, when in development of this. But um it, it's just the, you know, it, it, it's a good looking figure. When you see him in the package, you go, oh, that's a cool looking figure. If you get him all standing up and he's kind of tucked away. But as soon as you pick him up, things just start falling off of him. Yeah. yeah. And um, I don't know if that's part of the reason we're not seeing him or we didn't see him until now. You know, and the fan outcry was just like, oh, we got to have him, got to have him. And they were like, OK, fine, we'll bring him out. Yeah, there you're, is. you're not going to. Yeah, you're not going to like what you get. <laughs> um, you know, so I, I mean, literally, like I, I've had him sitting on my desk and just bumped the stand and had pieces fall off, oh, you know, from from those arm pieces, especially the, the little end pieces, you know, or they'll just be hanging by the little little cord that connects them to the other arm piece. Uh, it, it's just there's nothing. It's like the base figure itself needed to be somehow notched so that some of these things fit into it or were pegged into it instead of it being kind of just clamped on or held on um, by different things. Uh, the shoulder armor especially because you, you move this figure and it's it's just – you pick him up and then you can just tell it's just loose. You know, he's, he's not yeah. – it, it's, a, it's a great concept. Um, you know, I, I don't mind the concept of it, but the, the execution just falls just – a little bit short. I can't imagine if I had to wear all that that I would like my job very much. <laughs> I, I can't imagine doing that job without a chair. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be an overhouse issue. 
Oh, absolutely. Like you, would, you would think. Um, well, it's Cobra, so, you know, they, they don't care. Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> they, they don't care. But, I mean, you're not going to fly that drone around and be walking around with that. <laughs> At least I hope not. You wouldn't be able to see where you're going. Yeah. Um, so, um, overall, though, I think for a dolly rating, I've got to go. Wow, G.I. Joe people are going to hate me for this. I'm going to go six and a half. Dun, I, dun, dun. I, I just, I, I think it's just, like I said, it's a cool concept. If I had to go with the concept, it'd be an eight or a nine. And mm. the, the way it was final, you know, the final execution of it just falls short. So where do you stand in terms of the army builder? Is this the sort of thing that if you could pick up a few more for five bucks, would you do so? This I wouldn't. Um, you know, I've got regular Cobra troopers, you know, that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. I probably would. A regular Viper, I would. Um, you know, because this guy flying a drone, I, I probably wouldn't. I mean, two at the most. They only had one. I only got one. Um, yep. Now that I have one, I won't get two. Um <laughs> Uh, you know, because I kind of see him more as a specialist, yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. thing. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be army building this guy, and mm-hmm. uh, he's just not unique enough to to do that with. I don't think. I mean, he's unique enough, but he's not uh, a unique squad type builder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. So, I, but for some reason, I have like six Cobra commanders at the moment. I don't really <laughs> know why. Um, so apparently, I'm army building Cobra commander for some reason. Um, <laughs> I, I noticed that I've heavy on him uh but yeah i mean i you know for it, it's just one of those figures that fans wanted for a long time and i like i said i wonder if part of the reason we didn't get him is they weren't happy with it and then they finally said well we got to put him out you know mm-hmm. because they really want him and, and, yep. and this is what we got so so sometimes i think be careful what you ask for yes um, uh you know it may not it may look great in concept, but when you get it in your hand, it's one of those things that the sum of the parts probably doesn't equal what it should. You know, if you take each of the parts individually, you know, the armor looks pretty good individually. The drone looks good. The figure itself looks fine. But when you add them together, they don't add up to a good, fun figure to play with. Fair enough. All right. Very good. Well, that wraps up our third and final toy of the week. We're going to come back in a moment with some feedback and then wrap things up. Save the world from Hades. With sword, with axe, with tribal, defeat the evil Nessus. And with Pegasus, crush the monster Cyclops. Extraordinary, legendary. Hercules. Hercules, strongest man alive. Hercules figures, each sold separately. Powerflex Hercules coming soon. Well, before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you. And if you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com. And you may just hear it read out. And uh, Scott, you're going to take it away. I am. This is an email from Larry. And he says, hey, Scott. And I assume he means everyone or Unless it's really personal. Let's see. I'm a big fan of the podcast. Congratulations on a great year then. Thanks, Larry. On episode 150, you asked for comments about what else you could cover. I'd like to hear more about the 8-inch Mego-style figures out there, particularly the figures Trade Company Batman 66 line. It's outstanding and deserves discussion, as does the EMCE Marvel kits and even the NECA um, POA Taylor. What's that, Pete? 
Planet of the Apes. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, anyway, Happy New Year, and I look forward to hearing more of your podcast this year. Thanks, Larry. Um, I, I included that in the show because I, th- I wanted to kind of put out there in general if there are particular areas of the toy world where you'd love to hear more news, etc., about that from us, please send it in. Um, you know, podcast at actionfigureblues.com. Um, we know that there are areas where we don't uh, tend to look as much because none of us personally cover it, um, but we're more than happy to cover... <coughs> cough, cough, Transformers. Yeah, Transformers. Um, but, you know, we're more than happy to cover it, uh, but we might need someone else to say, hey, this is actually news, you should include this, etc. Um, having said that, we we have covered the Figures Toy Company stuff in... Um, in news, we probably haven't reviewed it because none of us are collecting in that area. Um, so certainly, Larry, we might take you up on your uh, mm. offer to chat to us about it. But um, we've also talked about uh, trying to get Figures Toy Company to talk to us too. So we will get on to that. And we really appreciate that kind of feedback. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's Very awesome. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right. And, John, you've got one. Well, I do. It is from... Rich Bernier, 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 Bernier. Rich, I'm very sorry for the pronunciation of your name. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not ours, especially. Yeah, I'm an engineer. I know nothing about words, so um, you just have to read one of my reviews on my website. And you know that I can't spell. Anyway, Rich goes on to say, "Hey guys, let me. I love the show and listen to every episode. He actually put love in capital letters. So, uh, awesome. um, I do have a." I do, however, want to voice my opinion on your comments in regards to Toy Guru in episode 148. I feel you were unfair, and it was a low blow. Just like a lot of clerical collectors, I often disagree with some of the things Scott Neatlick did and said, but at the end of the day, he was at the mercy of Mattel, just like all of us. He voluntarily put his name and face out there to try and communicate with the fans. Because of this, he ended up taking a lot of criticism, some constructive, some downright abusive. Um, can you imagine if Hasbro had a toy guru? Um, that poor guy would make Neatlick's treatment by fans seem downright polite by comparison. That is true. Um, you also seem to dispute the port labor issues for why Doomsday um, was delayed. Both Hasbro and Sideshow have also cited the port issues for delayed products, so it's not just Mattel. I hope I'm not coming off like a toy guru or Mattel apologist. These are both deserve their fair share of criticism. I think Scott Neely can only improve Jack Specific. Sincerely, Rich. And he goes on to say, P.S. Congrats, 150 episodes. Can't wait for 150 more. So apparently we haven't pissed him off bad enough that he stopped listening. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's... Oh, no. yeah. It's always good to um, get that kind of feedback and to um, get different perceptions. I think that um, with Scott Neatlick, we, I mean, we, he's been on the show. Um, he and we uh, gave a lot of positive feedback uh, then about how generous he was with his time, etc. And uh, I have never uh felt negative about the man um we have we have uh commended his enthusiasm um for uh what he did at mattel um but i I think that you know as you say rich he put himself out there and when you do that i think you have to take uh the good and the bad that comes with deciding to be a public figure as it were and uh one of the things where i feel that that fell short was um that there were things about 
his message and his manner of communication, etc., that actually worked against the success of the products that he was trying to sell. And so, yeah. you know, and, and that's something that, um, you know, I think it's unfortunate, but that I, I stand by, you know, in, uh, mm, that I, mm. I think that it's, it, it's something that could have been done better in terms of being under, uh, Mattel's thumb. I mean, absolutely. Uh, this is, was, these were very small lines in the Mattel landscape. They were collector, uh, things, etc. But I think that what comes along with that is that, um, because they're such small potatoes, uh, obviously they had, he had to manage, uh, the licensor, um, relationships with, with DC. Um, but when, uh, the company doesn't have a huge knowledge of what you're doing, that actually gives you a lot of scope to come up with ideas that are going to actually work for your market. And ultimately his job as the brand manager was to understand his market and to fashion product, um, both in content and message that would actually appeal to that market and succeed, um, in sales. And he failed to do that when we mm. talk about, and mm. we're talking about the DC stuff here. Um, so I think possibly, you know, what you think about him depends on whether you're a Masters of the Universe fan or a DC fan. And, you know, mm. I'm personally coming from the, the DC side, knowing what a fantastic license it is and the good that we actually, the real good that we got out of DC Universe Classics actually was before his time in running that line. Um, you know, the, the original inception of that, the original waves were not actually in his tenure. Um, so, uh, sorry that we, that we differ. Um, but we do, we obviously do differ in our opinion. Yeah. And and look, I I stand by any of my thoughts, comments, actions or, or whatever. And, uh, and I still commend Scott for coming on the show, but I think, you know, it, it was a pretty infuriating time um, as a collector when, you know, all, all you ever heard was the same thing from that one person. And, you know, we can remember Scott using any number of fora to, to you know, hammer at home that they needed a certain number of subscriptions before we could have the Unleashed Doomsday. And we kept saying to Scott, but, you know, don't you understand, Scott, that, you know, people aren't going to commit to a subscription unless they know for sure that they're going to get the Unleashed Doomsday. People don't want to commit to a subscription and get stuck with the other Doomsday. And, you know, I don't understand how you can't just go forward and offer the Unleashed Doomsday. And he kept saying, oh, you know, we need a certain number of you know, subscriptions, so that means a guaranteed sale. Um, and then it doesn't go through, the line crashes and burns, and then they actually turn around and offer the Unleashed Doomsday with with zero guaranteed sales. Hmm. Um, yep. You know, it's not like they had, you know, people's names, uh, you know, on a list with credit cards ready to go. That was something that was done off of their back. And, look, you know, the, the concept of economics is not a foreign one for me. I, I was sitting there trying to think about, you know, how they offered this Unleashed Doomsday. And, and the only thing I can really come up with is that um, they probably put uh, a certain amount of work into that Doomsday figure. Like, it wasn't just at the concept stage. There there was obviously some tooling done. And so they were a certain way down the path. And, you know, in the laws of economics with a, with a business, you've got fixed costs and variable costs. And I thought, you know, with the fixed costs, they've probably already invested in, 
um, you know, equipment, machinery commitments with with Chinese manufacturers. Um, you know, they've done say some three D optimism, done the, the concept work, all that sort of thing. And so they've probably decided that hey, you know, if we're going to shut this thing down and we're five million dollars in debt, um, let's just go ahead with the Unleashed Doomsday. And if it doesn't sell, then you know we finish up five and a half million dollars in debt and. You know, that's not a huge difference. And, you know, Doomsday was actually a lot more expensive than what a sub-figure would have cost. And so, obviously, they've managed to sort of recruit some of the costs there. So, that's that's the only way I can think that they actually decided to go forward with that figure. But, you know, all that sort of sub-diffusion and shady, you know, work that was getting around at the time was was incessantly frustrating um, for me personally, as a collector, um, you know, when you've got someone telling you that they can only show you four figures from a 12-month subscription because the other eight haven't been decided, yet you're told that it takes 16 months to produce a figure, um, I, 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 I see, see, that's the sort of stuff I just can't calibrate in my brain. And I could understand if they they said something like, well, look, you know, um, here's the first four figures and we're going to do another eight figures. And of those... Um, you know, with those eight figures, we've actually got 16 that are currently in some form of production. And so we're not sure what the final eight is going to be. But then why not just show the 16 and say, hey, you know, the final eight are going to be half mm. of the ones you see yeah. on your screen. So look, and, and look, I understand the economics of that as well, because, you know, as a, as a collector, we're a pretty self-entitled bunch and we'd probably just piss and moan about the 16 on offer. Uh, so, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just I, I still struggle to, to reconcile the whole thing. Sure. So, I guess, you know, for me, what uh, there does need to be a line between uh, professional criticism and personal and, you know, we've paid the guy out and, you know, ultimately this is uh, entertainment and sometimes to in order to uh entertain or provoke you you know say things that are a bit stronger than what you actually feel etc so um certainly no personal offense intended but um uh, you know it is a uh, i don't think it's a positive legacy that's been left and uh i nothing that uh, my opinion hasn't changed about that mm. Yeah. All right. Well, that uh, <laughs> group, group hug. But we look. Th- yeah. Thanks for that feedback. We do appreciate it, even though yeah, we absolutely. disagree. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm just going to end on a, a little positive wait. note to say that. Wait. Oh, hang on. Sorry, just wait. 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 I, ha- I have some breaking feedback. Breaking feedback. Is it yep. bad? This is from Rock. He says yes, but anecdotally, it's more of an Eastern Canada thing. The West seem to prefer cartons. Milk is also available in cartons here in Ontario. Bagged is cheaper, and waste compacts and practically nothing in the king garbage. So everybody tends to go with it. So yes, <laughs> you can still get bagged milk in Canada. Well, there you go. Well, <laughs> that's awesome. I love the internet. It's fantastic. It is. It is. All right. Um, last bit of uh, well, and just something from me, and that is that. Um, uh, Chris and the guys over at the Geek Dudes podcast had a little bit of a break over Christmas and they said while we're on break please go and check out the Action Figure Blues podcast so I just wanted to say oh, thanks, thanks to guys. Chris lads Yay. and um, go and check them out if you're looking for more geek goodness and that's a wrap fellas very cool thanks everybody and please mm. keep that feedback coming that's awesome absolutely alright all the best bye everybody bye Good night, Argentina hey have your Adam Spader neutered. <laughs> <laughs>
The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. we have here is failure to articulate. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 152, for the week of Wednesday, the 21st of January, 2015. I'm Ben, and... Huh? Uh, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) How can you stuff up that part of the intro? Just spaced out. It's like, Ben... Do you want me to start from scratch or? Uh, yeah, it'll be easier to edit. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I'm Ben. What the fuck? I'm Ben. I'm Ben. The end. Ben. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. And, uh. and I'm Ben. And- yeah. 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 That's okay. It. Tonight, our toys of the week are the Kotobukaya Artifacts Green Arrow statue. The Disney Infinity 2.0 Groot and Rocket figures, and the GI Joe Retaliation Data Viper. Kotobukaya. I know. I, I he was worried about Data, and I know. Uh, oh, did I'm, I say? Uh, did I get? Oh, I can never remember which one it is. Key. Kotobukiya. Kia Kotobukiya. 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 Yep. I've got a whole list here. There's Mary Kay March. Oh. Uh, Amanda Peon. Uh. Ew. <laughs> Hedda Lettuce. <laughs> Will my balls drop? <laughs> you know, each one's better than the next. <laughs> Testosterone. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. The end. All right. Let's articulate. Hold on, I've got to split the audio. I was too busy reading drag queen names. <laughs> well, it, it's individually numbered, as you would want a quarter-scale statue. Darn straight. I want it to do my washing and fold my laundry. For $650? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. uh, a lot of money. The back looks pretty cool, though. The back it does. Know, the detail on I mean, the back it's a fantastic. Hey, Ben. <laughs> I heard Ben. Can you hear us, Ben? Somewhere in space, Ben is still talking. <laughs> That's right, still going on. 
We can't hear you, we can't hear you, we can't hear you, we can't hear you, you are gone. It's always great to see um, these things go beyond the kind of, you know, core founding Justice League members, etc. And Going down the highway, danger in every trip. Sorry. Action is their middle name. It's my bad. You can make your Which we have to listen to the whole thing now. Yeah, I can't tell <laughs> Far out. <laughs> I got nothing. I, I, I got nothing. Okay, who has a guess? <laughs> I closed the, I, I closed <laughs> the window. I'm sorry. Play mobile. I didn't, I didn't know it would do that. Okay. <laughs>